friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host with the huskiest, burliest voice of my life due to sickness and partying. So, forgive me now, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my 100% drug running, Mr. Steal Your Mom and co-host, Alex Dandino. <laughs> All right, guys, we back at it. The pod is here to stuff your stocking. This is what we do in December, and we love it. Again, I'm sorry in advance. Bear with me a little bit. Uh, as the snow and the weather has descended, my kids get sick. I get sick, man. But we're trying to soldier on. Uh, if you are here and you like the show, which we hope you do, please do us a Christmas favor as we stuff your stocking. Share this on your social media feeds with your friends, man. Tag people. Friends that you know that love movies, man. We got some really fun stuff coming up. We're going to go to the movie theater and talk about some new stuff. So the more the merrier. You can find this show on uh, YouTube at Nerd Alchemist. The Nerd Alchemist. That's plural with an S at the end. If you find us on iTunes, please leave a late, uh, rating and review. It takes a very short second, but those li- those couple words mean a lot in how people can find us on iTunes, and we do appreciate that. But with that said, on, I think we have... Two or three more of these we're trying to do. This is probably my favorite suggestion, if not the finest movie we've ever covered on the pod. Uh, so from from listener, you, you you by the way, you don't get to say that anymore because I think the last time you said it was that fucking movie we watched with the mermaid people raped the island. No more. That is if you. If that, you ever talk bad about humanoids from the deep again, this podcast is over. <laughs> that is that is hyperbole of the highest form, and you will no longer be allowed to use that. I think okay, I'll I'll hedge. Not the finest movie, the least appreciated awesome movie that we've covered. But <laughs> from a friend of ours on Twitter, at Slinky Giallo, uh really fun site. He has all kinds of cool movie content. Go follow him over on Twitter. And when you're following us at Film Alchemist One. He actually suggested Jaws 4. Now, this is known as Jaws the Revenge. This movie, to me, just critically panned. Every site has it as like a 0.0. Right. Everyone hates this movie. Everyone involved in this movie seems to hate this movie. I am here to tell you, I legitimately enjoy this sequel. And I think it checks every important box in the sequel card, right? Because <laughs> if you look at the Jaws sequels, to me, this is far and away the best one, right? Part three was there, but then it was a little too 3D driven, right? Part two is just a inferior in every way remake of the first one. Part three, the 3D-ness of it kind of gets in the way, but it's really fun. Jaws 4 adds to the mythology this extra layer of supernatural drama that is fucking fantastic. And the cast is really good. We got a Mario Van Peebles performance that you would get canceled off the internet for in 2019. <laughs> and this is the fucked up thing. Until watching this movie as of yesterday, I thought that was a real Jamaican man. <laughs> I grew up my entire life and thought that was a real Jamaican man and had no fucking clue it was Mario Van Peebles. Wait a second. You didn't know that was Mario Van Peebles? If I'm being honest, the last time I saw this movie, I was around 14 years old you've seen, and did not care about okay, Mario Van Peebles. I was going to say, you've seen Mario Van Peebles in other movies. 
Yes, I've seen Mario Van Peebles <laughs> in lots of stuff. What I'm saying is, I think he's a pretty, pretty spot on Jamaican. I think he did very well in this role. Having never been to Jamaica, it, I can still- say I wouldn't know. <laughs> so here we go. Alex, hit me up with, you, tell me you're going to be on the same boat as me. We're both on the Orca, right? Fighting the fucking great white hordes of haters of Jaws 4. I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, it's it's stupid. But that's, like, part of the fun. <laughs> like, again, we always talk about this on the show. Like, the movies that we think are kind of dumb or, like, kind of have, like, you have to find the merits of these movies in and of themselves. Like, if you're going to sit there and go, oh, well, it's not like the first Jaws. It's like, okay, well, you know. Neither is, like, every other Steven Spielberg movie. Anytime they've sequelized a Steven Spielberg movie, which isn't often, by the way, but anytime they've... Even the times he's directed, it really hasn't been the same. Like, fucking Lost World? Are you kidding me? Everyone hates that. (laughs) Everyone hates that movie. Right. But it has What I love about this movie, though, is that it it does the smart thing, right? And it had two failures before it to go, man, no one is going to recapture the lightning in a bottle that is Jaws. Right. Jaws to me is one of those across every person I've ever met. Jaws is almost bulletproof with moviegoers. I can't think of any movie more than Jaws that it's almost universally beloved, right? There are almost no people that hate Jaws or are even willing to talk shit about it. It's just beloved. It's a movie that came out and traumatized our entire human species. Sure. The entire population of the earth right a ton of which have not even seen jaws hear that fucking song every time they take one step into the water right that movie has an enormous amount of dark magic that is almost impossible to replicate right through this hard-fought kind of grinded out production magic occurred right right and two other like jaws 2 was like we'll just be able to do that again wrong dead wrong what this movie said is Okay, we're not going to live up to the level of Jaws 4. Why not take a swing at it, right? Why not add something fucking wild? Well, and, and I, I think, think that's, that's what the it way is. to like, go. No, and that's, <laughs> like, it's... It's like, I, I hate to put it this way, but it's the best way to put it. It's like addition by subtraction. Like, you're not going to be able... Like, you're not going to be able to replicate... Like, obviously, trying to remake Jaws has failed twice. So, like... Right. What are you going to do? Well, let's take away like what I would call the essence of like what makes the first Jaws really like the sense of foreboding and that kind of thing. (laughs) What you're going to do is literally nail it on the head with this whole like sort of psychosis, sort of strange, weird, like tracking. It's bizarre. But like you're going to take this bizarre thing and you're going to string it out along a movie and say it's still Jaws, but... And to quote the tagline, this time it's personal. Like there is this like bitch. There is this like really fascinating. Like, honestly, that tagline sums up what makes this movie work on its own in its own regard. You know, like that. This is this is a true Hatfield and McJaws movie. Yes. You know what I mean? That that shark is swimming out there like the done killed my grandpappy. The done killed my ma and my pa. And he's like, and those bitches still have not left the beachside town. Those fucking asshole humans are still just cruising my turf. Right. Literally joyriding on their boats over the bloodied water of my ancestors. 
uh, it's great because <laughs> any other family, right, that it had this many traumatic incidents with sharks would have just moved to Cleveland. Like, you would just be like, where's whoa, 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 the farthest no. from Way oceans? too close to water. They'd move to fucking Lincoln, Nebraska. That's where they Nebraska, be. fine, yes. The uh, the family, you know, the sheriff and his family would just be going, doing, like, walking talls in small-town Nebraska. Right. There are other movie places for a family like that, right? Because this is the, the wild part of that is, what this movie asks you is to think back on the other sequels and perhaps even Jaws itself and kind of question if there was something extra going on other than just man versus beast. Right. Because it's kind of the, the tongue-in-cheek part of the first Jaws is that this shark is dramatically more than a shark. This is not just some mindless beast. That shark is baiting them and drawing them, and you could say it's an expert hunter versus prey thing. Right. But what Jaws, Jaws 4 does inadvertently is say, hey, we are going to inject camp directly into the vein all the way back to one of the greatest movies of all time. So now after watching Just the Revenge, you can go back to the first one and question at least like four or five scenes like what is happening with these sharks? What originally lured them here? <coughs> yes. Sorry. Excuse me. I'm also getting over a little illness. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's like. It's this, again, like, it's this addition by subtraction. Like, you're going to take away, yes. like, the uh, foreboding essence of terror and instead say, you know what's going to be? It's going to be it's going to be this weird psychic, like, yeah. oh, these two families. It is like a Hatfield and McCoy thing. Well, that's a great way to put it. When I was watching, I didn't really think of it that way. But, yes, like, it's like, ha- it's it's the jaw. It's the McJaws who are like, I know you didn't just fucking try to get away. Like, if you're gonna fucking if you're gonna fucking come out on come out here like the like the like the opener is amazing by the way like the way this movie opens is absolutely fantastic because a has a wonderfully terrifying like Christmas thing going on where like the kids are yes. the kids are drowning out uh the the um the son screams as he his like arms bitten off and he gets dragged down like there is this incredible this incredibly well done opener which I honestly I was like this is like. I've always thought most of the Jaws, like the Jaws sequels to me are always just kind of like, meh, whatever. But like that opener to me, and I like, I think I watched this when I was probably like 10, like on AMC, when AMC <laughs> was just like AMC. And that one, I like now watching this over and now I'm like, oh my God, this is like, this is like kind of intense. Something terrible is about yeah. to, and then like you get a little further and you're like, oh, never mind. This is something else entirely. It's a perfect December stocking stuffer because it's a, Probably the most stealth Christmas movie of all time. Yeah, totally. Right? And so I love the I but a whole opening in general, right? It's one of the first times that the shark POV, which we've seen multiple times in the series, now adds this extra horrifying idea of so the shark, this is what we know right off the bat, right? Let's we can just get into the dissection of what's happening here. The shark somehow knows that through the Brody lineage, there's a new Brody right. sheriffing the waters. Right. Right? He knows that there's enough things going on, perhaps by his own fin, that that Brody, who's about to get off work, would have to answer the call. He wedges a log under a buoy, so he would have to come close enough. There are so many elements that this shark has to know involving this plan, right? right? Well, And not only that, 
he can't <laughs> see Brody right. that well when the attack starts. Right. So we are led to believe again that he fucking knows, right? Somehow this shark psychic net is big enough to reach more than just Ellen Brody. I mean, I think everything about this movie actually, everything about this movie says that the family of Jaws and themselves have tracked and followed the Brodies for years. And yes. like, like, I mean, just, <laughs> just the sheer fact. So like, like you find out, like he's had a couple of kids, obviously. And like, it's uh Michael's the kid. Michael's the son. Like he's the main character son, right? Michael Brady. Right. Um, who's been like working in the Bahamas and they follow, it follows him down there. Like they even know like, Hmm, sharks can't uh, hang out in a warm water like this. I'm like, okay, this is obviously just bullshit. Like they're just like the shark clearly has like, he's like willing to risk his life to take down this entire family. Yes. Like I love that. What's lovely, but that's what I mean. Right? So now (laughs) what this thing does, it adds this insane layer of, so the shark having all of these psychic abilities, right? We even see a scene when he swims right va- past Van Peebles right. to try to get at Michael. And so what it does is then it starts, there's this kind of B plot, right? There's the obvious A plot of psychic shark trying to eat Brody's, most specifically Michael, right? right? So the POV shark is actually more of a, a black Christmas serial killer shot. Right. Because he doesn't even want Ellen as much as he wants to kill her sons before he gets her. Why do you think it's Michael in particularly? Do you think it's because he's a marine biologist? Well, no, I think he's the only son left at that point because he eats the other son first. Right. But why wouldn't he go for uh, I, I, I didn't understand why he wasn't just immediately going for Ellen. Like. Are we just trying? to? Yeah, like, I mean, are probably we to, she wasn't. Or are we, on the are we water trying anymore. to make Ellen? Are we, is he she like is he like is the shark trying to drive ellen to like suicide for like by making her incredibly lonely something like that like killing <laughs> off her entire family like this well, di- it's, it's kind of funny because this movie essentially is just like hey let's do orca right but like with carrie so i think there's a part too because there's this symbiosis of psychic ability right, right. where then ellen starts getting foresight into what the shark is seemingly planning right she can get ominous vibes and then she when her sons are attacked or grandchildren are attacked she knows right so there is this there's this element of the shark playing with her too right right like almost in fallen which we covered right which is kind of an ethereal serial killer ghost who's like i'm going to destroy your reputation and your family so i think (laughs) there's a part of this and it's so funny, too, because the one thing we always learn about sharks in our whole lives, and they talk about it in Jaws in a soliloquy, right? Right. They are nonstop killing machines. They move and they eat, and that's it. Right. Except for in Jaws the Revenge, where they do elaborate plans and make sure that Grandma's going to psychically get her knees weakened right? Yeah. by murdered children. And I, I don't know, but something about that changes the entire Jaws dynamic. In a way that I absolutely love. Yeah, it's um, it, it's something that is just so otherworldly that you kind of <laughs> like, again, the movie just immediately makes you sort of well, not immediately, but like as soon as you realize sort of what's happening, particularly once Ellen starts having the little like psychic like, oh, I feel the presence of the Jaws family. As soon as that starts <laughs> happening, you absolutely are like. All right, I'm either on board with this or I'm not. Like that's like the most important moment in the movie itself is 
that's how you know you're going to enjoy it or you're going to just have to turn it off. Because, like, if you can't get behind it in any way, then it's just, you're, you're like, this is ridiculous and stupid sci-fi. Because, like, yes, it's, like, ridiculous science fiction. Like, no one has, like, shark sense. That's not a thing. But, like, at the same time, it's very entertaining for this movie. But this is the the cool thing about this movie, right? Which, one, I don't understand people who just automatically shit on the premise. Because what is the second greatest shark movie of all time? Deep Blue Sea. Right. And that is essentially the the exact exact same same idea of, like, genius-level sharks hunting us and doing more than what sharks would do. Right. Right, Totally. Granted, you could say better cast, slicker, whatever. Fine. This, the cast in this movie is pretty good. And they kind of do capture that Spielberg family dynamic, which I dug in this one. What? what I, I just, the concept of people hating it because, oh, sharks won't do that. What I think they do really well is by inserting it this way, it rewrites the narrative of the entire Jaws series, making it less absurd on the nose to me. Yeah. Right. The shark in this one plays more as people's inner grief than an actual external killing machine. And it's a weird it's a weird kind of story armor that it it gives itself right off the bat, knowing that we're kind of in for this campy slide into silliness. Right. Right. But it, I'm telling you, when you watch this movie, go back and rewatch Jaws one. Right. The first Jaws. You will see scenes that now you have to question, does this shark have extra human or extra, you know, shark power, as it were? I mean, I've always thought that the shark from the original Jaws was sort of otherworldly. Like, that's never been in dispute right. for me. I mean, this this is more just, like, credence for it, you know? Like, again, right. <laughs> like, Jaws the Revenge is sort of like proof is in the pudding for the original one. It's like... Yeah, we told you the whole time he was a sort of like special shark. We're like, obviously. He has like yeah. he has like it out for the again, like it's never really clear to me like why they have it out for the Brody family. Like this feels like actually there should be a prequel to the Jaws films where it's like the like basically the <laughs> I mean, honestly, the prequel to the Jaws films is really Orca. Like if you just remade Orca but had it as yeah. a great white shark rather than a killer whale, you'd pretty much have the entire through line for the Jaws story. It is funny that Orca so desperately wanted to rip off and become Jaws, and then Jaws ended by ripping off Orca. (laughs) But what I like is you could actually play this out in your head, right? Right. So I think Brody just happened to get in the line and change the game. When he blew up Bruce in the first one. Right. And then killed another shark in the second one, right? Jaws 2 is probably the film that gets the most rewriting based on Jaws 4. Jaws 2 has to be a pointed John Wick style revenge story now. Right. Right? This is the shark coming back. And they kind of hint at Brody's just as paranoid, drinking a lot more, whatever. The shark in this series always kind of plays this, hey, what's under the surface of this character, right? Ellen Brody getting older, lost her husband, loses a kid, is so desperately afraid of losing herself, more family. Uh, You know, that's kind of what the shark is for her. For Michael, it's... From the moment he was young, everything in the ocean tried to kill him. Right. And he has that great line when he's like, they're like, you're not going in. You got attacked by a shark. He's like, if I don't go in, what am I? And you're like, an insurance salesman in Nebraska. Like, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I, the the yeah. whole the motivation of the Brody family <laughs> to stay by the water is just the weirdest thing ever. Like this movie ends with her going back to fucking Amity Island. 
stupidest yeah. thing ever. But like knowing full well that another shark will be coming. It's going to happen. You like, can make the 2019 sequel now where Michael's daughter <laughs> is grown up. Right. You Thea. can make the Meg version of this. Like yeah, totally. I have an underwater high tech thing. Oh, God. Now the shark has like scanner powers. Right. right. You can make these movies forever forwards and back. Totally. You could almost track Jaws one now back to like Ahab and Moby Dick. Maybe that's what this became. Who knows? I mean, but it's it's really funny that the campiest cheesy. I mean, I guess you would say Jaws three is probably the silliest one at this point. Uh, I don't know. Psych- psychic Shark's pretty silly. That is what I'm talking about with Jaws three. Is though even the shark psychic shark? I'm like, still much better. Still much better. But yeah, the rewriting of the entire story. That to me is what a brilliant sequel does. Yeah. It adds extra layers to the other movies while standing on its own and being a different fun adventure. Right. I mean, I think by our edict, this is a definitely worthy sequel. Like, yeah, I, I, I like that. Yes, I do like that. I'm exploring some other things. And yes, it is corny as hell. And it's really kind of campy and weird. But like, again, if you're going to watch Jaws four, like if you're willing to sit through four of these, Pat, yeah. like. That means you liked the first one so much you want to see it remade three other times. If you're willing to sit through three of these and you don't want them to do anything different besides like just constant pursuit of man versus nature, like, I I don't know, man. I I think that's kind of boring. That's why I think this movie does a good job of at least breaking something different, even if it is corny and kind of weird. It does a good job of doing something that you're not expecting. And it's subverting its own genre itself. Like, I, it's subverting its own storytelling in a way by simply saying, like, all right, all that stuff you had before, <laughs> we're going to try something completely different, which is that she right. can feel it coming, and it clearly is, like, out to get all the Brodies and so on and so forth. Like, I mean, I think that uh, that in, that banana boat lady is the only person who is not a Brody family <laughs> member who's totally <laughs> murdered in this movie. Right. right is that but it? In the pursuit of eating the youngest brody right no no in pursuit of but like it's like but it's interesting now you can make the kill bill version of the movie where that girl's daughter who was also on the banana boat's like i've been orphaned i'm coming into the water sure (laughs) i mean there's just so many seven meters down version there's something we haven't discussed yet and we really need to get to the michael caneness of this entire movie uh okay now this is great right hoagie newcomb right because i believe it w- if I read it right, is that Roy Schneider was, you would literally have to drag my dead body from hell to get me on set of Jaws 4, I believe, is kind of his take on Wait, when they offered him to come back. The quote is, and I actually, I read it before. <laughs> the quote is, Satan himself could not get me to do Jaws part four. Right, right. <laughs> Which I love. But it gives us another great performer. It does. Like, imagine another movie like this that gets such a quirky, funny performance from an Oscar winner. Right. I'm well, Oscar winner. By the way, in the middle of filming this, had he won did one? Did not. Did not get to go to the Academy Awards and accept his first Best Actor winning Oscar because for he was playing Hoagie, <laughs> the that one hundred percent illegal gun and drug running mom smasher. Okay, that's actually completely true. By the way. That was a that was a scene. It was a crucial subplot apparently that got written out 
because it got deleted during post production because it took away <laughs> from it took away from the main premise of the psychic shark and Ellen. But apparently I mean, that's true. But apparently it's fully realized in the novelization. So if you'd like to read oh Jaws God. Jaws the Revenge, the novelization the novel, have at it. That's uh, Imagine the version of this movie where we get the Rosemary's baby intercourse scene. But it's like Michael Caine pounding on uh, Mrs. Brody. Right. And then all of a sudden she looks up and he's just got the shark head. Okay. And he's doing that amazing lion roar. By the way, the shark leaping from the water to just roar like a lion. Amazing. It's so brilliant. Amazing. And it's so awesome that they just said, hey, we're already down the path. It would just be cooler right. if this thing jumped out of the water and made a, sh- a lion sound. <coughs> that scene at the end when they're hitting him with the flash and he's just... Love right. it. Fucking love that. <laughs> so, okay, I do, I do want to go. So the Hoagie Newcomb stuff, and actually it's kind of interesting. The novelization itself answers quite a few of the questions we all have within the movie and actually something that we t- we've already touched on here. Um, so one, in the book, uh, the only reference to this in the film is obviously when uh, he's like, I deliver laundry, which right. um, you know obviously means he just fucking <laughs> launders money essentially. Um, but in the novelization, apparently, and this is from Wikipedia, the novelization suggests that the shark may be acting under the influence of a vengeful voodoo witch doctor who has a feud with the Brody family and the shark's apparent revenge has magical implications. Therefore, the witch doctor is the witch doctor has a brute. Yeah, this is apparently this is apparently from the novelization. Now, that is a wrinkle. I don't think I'm, I'm fully in. This also explains the strange psychic connection. But nevertheless, I don't think I buy that. I like to think that this is straight up revenge. This is this is this is the Hatfields and the McJaws for sure. So what are they saying? Like the Brodies went on vacation to Narlands and did like the "Can I talk to your manager?" and we're being real dicks down there. Yeah, absolutely. There, what, you know what I? You know what I thought about this because I did also have to have the what? How did the magic start? Right. Because, again, I, I like to think of this now playing back that all of these sharks are supernatural magic beings. Right. Let's say that that started after uh, Jaws 1, right? I like to think it's in Jaws 1, too. But let's say this is a sequel-only thing. You know who the prime suspect is. The mom that slaps the shit out of Roy Schneider in Jaws 1. Uh, right? Okay. Her son gets eaten because they didn't close the beach. Right. When they should have. So that mom slaps the shit out of him like, how dare you? You didn't fucking, you listen to that dumbass mayor. Y'all should have been closing these beaches. Right, right. And then she goes home and immediately is like stripped down, butt naked, like the start of Lords of Salem. Like, please go, give me the power to inhabit a shark and fucking murder these Brodies for all eternity. Did anyone ever check on that lady? I mean, I don't think that's probably, it's probably never come up, but she I clearly is. Her. She's more than I think she poured a, a pulled a, a Lords of uh, Amity Island or whatever. It definitely is why the shark is coming at them at uh, all these turns throughout the rest of their life. Interesting. She becomes the revenge angel, right? And she wants to take the form of the shark that he inadvertently sicked on her kid. This is interesting. This is taking a real pumpkin head turn. I, I like this, though. This is Yeah, good. right? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a mo- there's now a child in the Bahamas that's going to do the same thing. We're just going to be sending revenge shark missiles at each other. This is how Sharknado occurs. See, this is what I mean. Jaws 4 becomes this uh, unifying theory of all shark movies. They all intersect with a part of Jaws the Revenge. (laughs) 
is my theory. I mean, <laughs> it definitely. Which, if you put it that way, maybe puts it higher in film importance than Jaws one. <laughs> it holds. It holds water of a certain kind. I'd say. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I mean, okay, well, can you link it to any other, uh, can you link it to any other uh, ocean-related movies where bad things happen? Can you? You can link it to literally every other shark movie okay. as a piece of Jaws the Revenge. Could you link it to Humanoids from the Deep? Here's the real challenge. I mean, maybe. That's the, that's the real right? challenge. Who's coming back? Why are these things coming back to just breed out of their own species, right? In nature... Right. It's impossible for two DNA strands that are that disparate to to mate, right? Right. It's ge genetically impossible. They even said that in Annihilation, so I'm not just making that up. Yeah, remember that sci-fi movie said it, so it's 100% <laughs> science, right? So what are those things? Maybe that is the new form. As the jaw shark went from Moby Dick down to these little rapey seaweed piles... Wow. Is because revenge is mutating their souls. Wow, you just did it. Nicely done. I did it. I think that holds up. All right. I, I, mean... I don't want to put that under too much scrutiny, but I think that holds up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is, I just think it's a funny movie, right? It's funny that, and I, I like the, again, it has that Orca vibe where it's like, we have to see this through. Ellen Brody jumping on the boat. Yeah. It's just one of those decisions that bad movies make. It's so asinine to just get a set piece, right? Yeah. But in a weird way, this movie has a magic of its own, right? Dark or not. Where all the bad decisions they make are somewhat covered by the unusual premise. Yeah, Does I mean, I Brody even have... This could be like a Lord Voldemort Occlumency scenario, right? As Because the first, the shark is reading their minds. Ellen Brody has no clue. When her first son is eaten in Amityville at Christmas, right. she has no forewarning. Right. Once it happens, through trauma, her gift has grown. Right? So maybe the shark is like, oh, this bitch is on to me now. Right. Maybe they're drawing each other in like a magnet. Maybe it's impossible that they cannot have <laughs> their moment. I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I... <sighs> From movie logic, I understand why Ellen hops on the boat. Like it's like mano a mano. That's like the personal thing. Well, her theory talking. being is that I'll go out there and it can just eat me because she didn't take any crew, no weapons. Right. She's like, it'll eat me, and we're cool. All right, then why didn't you just jump in the water? Right. Like, why are you still fighting to stay on the boat? Right. And then well, endangering everyone else in the process. Well, you know the um, like because the. Um, What's the th what's the piece? I don't know what it's called. The piece that uh, actually impales the shark, you know, that she like f sails into him. It's not the mast. That's the vertical. Yeah. I don't know anything about boats. I the don't pointer. Either. Yeah, whatever the, the thing. Right, the thing that the naked uh, mermaids with their boobs out hold up. Yeah, on whatever boats. the thing is at the front of the like the um uh the the bow whatever it is like the bow thing. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. We just outed ourselves as non seamen. Pardon me, I'm not nautically. I'm nautically challenged, but um, <laughs> like that. That is like, but I also love like she's like thinking about like, oh the deaths like it's this whole thing. I think she psychically broke that thing so she could fucking do it herself. That's her weapon. Yeah. Her weapon is this, right. Her weapon's this newly right. found. She's like she's like Ray in the Force Awakens, where it's her like powers right. slowly grow. Well, it's the funny thing too because there is this like two bird. I I read somewhere this is like a weird nature fact, right? That there's this species of hawk and 
and they don't have normal genitals, right? Like, uh, well, I say normal to us, not to the animal kingdom. <laughs> right. They don't have, like, normal P's and V's. Right. <laughs> when they bond them, they're kind of like these little curly, like, tentacle things. And when they start mating, they lock their genitals together and just do a dive bomb to the earth. And a lot of these couples die because, like, they're not finishing in time and they can't pull out and they just fall to the earth dead. Right. Right. This is a little bit bird fucking is kind of what we're watching here at the end. Why is the shark jumping out of the water when the only thing that can hurt it is a flash that would get disseminated by the water above? Right. It just keeps leaping up like a fucking uh, whack-a-mole right. to get defeated. Why is Ellen like, why is the shark just not like, oh, you'll be sunk in like 30 minutes. Right. I'll just wait and eat you underwater. And there is this kind of like, why is Ellen doing all this? Why is she doing it? None of it adds up except for maybe just maybe as the psychic streams reverse. Right. They could feel each other's trauma. Maybe they both want to go out together. Oh, you're... and end the cycle of maybe there's a nobility in this shark. That I like the others that. didn't have. Oh, maybe this maybe this Jaws particularly is like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going down with the ship. Both of these characters maybe... realize there's been too much blood <coughs> in the water. And if they both go out together in noble combat. Right. Maybe that's it, why it'll she be returns. the blood payment. Then maybe that justifies her going back to Amity Island at the end a little bit better be then because if that's the case and she knows she's defeated the monster once and for all, and the respect between <laughs> the McJaws and the Brodies are, hey, I'll, I'll fucking right. kill you. Like that's like it's weird. The next time she goes to Whole Food, right. and the uh, Lords of Amityville lady shows up and she's like, "Yeah, I did a lot of blood magic and humping things I shouldn't. I'm so sorry <laughs> about what happened in this." last adventure to you and your boys right i regret it tremendously and she's like ah dead kids under the water under the bridge you know what i mean see that's we'll like move on and have a peaceful life no see that's where you need like that ending of heart of darkness where she like within the within the shot within the grocery store like murders her that's that's what you need you yes. need like yeah land. and then you end with the jimmy buffett song land sharks wow Inside every man, there's a shark waiting for blood. Never thought we... Fins to the left, fins to the right. I really thought, you know we, I mean? I really thought we were going to be able to get through this entire podcast without a Jabuff reference, but... You knew better. The first time you saw <laughs> Van Peebles in the dreads, you should have known exactly where, like the shark and Ellen Brody, our path was destined to slam into Jimmy Buffett. Good, you knew better. Good Lord. Yeah. I, I also... I want to point out, like... Uh, so apparently this is a, one of the rumors I was reading. Cause it's just, I like reading the IMDB like factoids and shit like that. Michael Caine <laughs> read, apparently Michael Caine only read one line of this script, which literally wrote fate. It was the very beginning. It said fade in Hawaii. And he was, he basically signed on from there. Cause he always wanted to do a movie in Hawaii. That's all he cared about. He got paid. Sure, it's the Adam Sandler model. He got paid a million and a half dollars for seven days of work. Yeah, that sounds like a great deal. It's pretty good, as far as that I'm concerned. That sounds like an amazing... I'd be like, yeah, can you just mail me my Oscar? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think he made the right choice. I think so, too. Like, this is, like, apparently up there with his, like, paycheck movies that he's made, and I'm like, who gives a shit? He's an actor. Like, paycheck movies are called work. What do you give a work. shit? You work when you're an actor, man. Yeah, it's you part work of work. You work and you hope. That's life. And I would contend, I would contend, that as time moves forward, what was the movie he won the Oscar for? Hannah and Her Sisters. No, this wasn't Hannah and Her Sisters year, was it? Yes, it was. 
That was the, his first Oscar. I thought it was what was it, Mildred Pierce or something? No, he won. It was the year, the year that he won for Hannah and her sisters. He couldn't accept. All right. he was busy filming the movie. Mark my fucking words here, as a man who has no way to statistically verify this. As I move on, more people will see Jaws: The Revenge and know him as Hoagie than will see Hannah and her sisters and know him as the guy who's banging said sisters. I mean, I don't know if you want to make that bet, man. I mark my fucking guaranteed words. Actually, you know what? The kids, 20 years from now, my son will be like, wait, there was another Jaws with a Hispanic actor being Jamaican and a psychic murder shark. You know what? I'll give you that. I'll watch that. I'll give you that because nobody canceled Joseph Sargent or Michael Caine, but we've all canceled Woody Allen apparently. So that makes sense. I'm just saying. Even take that out of it. I am a pretty serious film buff, right? Like, I watch a lot of movies all the time. I saw Hannah and her sisters once because you have to see it. Yes. And there's a great chance, unless we get to it and someone wants to do it for this show, I will never watch it again. Not because I hated it, but because those movies aren't wildly fun to spend time in more than once. Right. Jaws the Revenge is... I'm telling you, this movie will grow All right, I'll give more you that. than Hannah and her sisters. I'll give you that. It probably will age a little bit better than Hannah and her sisters, given the current climate. The current climate. Get your coats on. The climate's coming. No, I'm just saying, movies like this get shit on because, oh, psychic, shark, what the fuck? Guess what, man? Most of us don't want to come home and sit down with our wife and watch a really heavy emotional story right. about husbands and wives cheating on each other. Because then we have to look at each other and be like, are you going to cheat? Yeah. I'm not going to cheat. Wait, you think I'll be? You do that, right? <laughs> or we can be like, what the fuck was that shark roar? There are, Amazing. Okay, there are a lot of like, <laughs> speaking of that, there are a lot of like hard nose, like, like Roy Schneider said, like Satan would have to drag me out to do. And then the inf- the roar, apparently the sound editor it's actually from a Tom and Jerry cartoon because apparently the sound editor. I read that. Th- that is amazing. <laughs> Refusing to do your job because the idea of it is so ridiculous. I'm like, listen, artiste, just do it. All right. Do you want to get paid? Yeah. Like, that's what I feel like. That's like the conversation was probably had in the booth is like, all right, artist, whatever you say, go home. Here's your yeah. check. Like, that's that's some amazing shit right there. That's pretty great. That's so passive aggressive. Like, yes, I want to pay my house and eat food with your money. But I have dignity. I'm the sound man on Jaws 4 and I demand respect. It's a fucking shark roaring. It's awesome. Yeah, whatever. It's just awesome. Is every shark attack perhaps some of the worst film sequences in movie history? Yes. Yes. But guess what? That doesn't matter. Because what Jaws the Revenge tells us is that shark attacks happen in the mind and the soul. Wow. See? Deep. You're welcome. So you're with me now. I'll go along with that. It's a fun movie. It's it by is far fun. the best Jaws sequel. It's definitely the best Jaws sequel. It's, it's a it's lot of fun. It's infinitely rewatchable because anytime you have friends over, you can just be like, did you know there's a movie with a psychic shark and it's in Jaws? Like it has the Jaws theme song in it. Yeah. It had access to that, right? This is not Santa Jaws from Sci-Fi Channel. All right. Ranking shark movies. <laughs> I thought about this a little bit too to wrap us out. Jaws is clearly probably the greatest animal attack horror movie of all time. Right. One of the best movies ever, period, right? 
The second best shark movie to me is Deep Blue Sea by, like, miles, right? Those two are way out ahead. I think number three is The Meg. Okay. The Meg was very fun for what it was. It was kind of more of a giant monster movie, which I dig. Right. Is Jaws the Revenge not the fourth best shark movie? Jaws the Revenge, by our edict and by our examination, probably would be the fourth best shark attack movie simply because it does something different than the other two sequels tried yeah there's a lot of sharks eating people movie yeah the people that are gonna come at me because i know they're gonna say sharknado that doesn't i think this movie's better than sharknado i honestly really do sharknado is like number six for me because i also have santa jaws ahead of sharknado i really that's what i mean (laughs) I i think it's a really fun oh I forgot. Number six on my list was 47 meters down, but okay. it got an immediate like mega drop because of the way they did the uh, nonsensical ending, which I hate. Anyone who's listening and seen that will know what I'm talking about. Right. But that's what I mean. There are a lot of really good sharks attacking people movies. I think in my heart of hearts, I can honestly make a true <coughs> non uh, devil's advocate non-inflammatory argument in my brain and hopefully to you guys out there the jaws four is the fourth best shark attack movie of all time if i'm missing one let me know because i know there's so many shark movies and i kind of started doing this with like three minutes before recording so i i probably missed one somewhere it's definitely the best it's definitely the best shark shark movies it's definitely the best shark attack movie with a hidden uh, drug running subplot but hey you can't have everything you know yeah i just love the idea of him like being more worried about that guy was gonna fuck his mom right. rather than like my mom's gonna get killed by the cartel i actually think that <laughs> i actually think there is a world where we should have gotten a see a, like uh, a spinoff series about hoagie's exploits yeah I, that- but that's what i mean this once you take jaws to the level of psychic shark like this movie did so many sequels and prequels open up that this could be like the next MCU. People just are too foolish to acknowledge it. Totally. Yeah, man. I don't know. I think this movie has amazing callbacks to the first film. They have a lot of those good little, some of them are kind of winking and nod and others of them are like, Hey, this is uh, exactly remember Jaws. They're trying to take some shine like the kid miming scene. Right. They do a really good job of capturing the Spielbergian family. I thought, right. There's the one really awkward scene where it's like, really, mayor of small Jamaican town, you hired the only white lady on the island to do the worst statue ever about what life as a Jamaican is like. Right. Weird, right? But even that becomes a funny, memorable scene, right? right? (laughs) I think Jaws 4, by our sequel rules, right? Do no harm to the first. Add the mythology and do something different. Make it your own, right? Just rewatching the exact same movie but lesser is no fucking fun. Right. And by those three kind of things that I like to see in a sequel, I think this is a wildly successful film. And I'm telling you for sure it will grow in popularity more than Hannah and her sisters. Definitely. The fil- the people that are worried about their film reputations won't say it out loud, but deep down in your heart where the sharks swim, you know I'm right. You know I'm right admit it to yourself grow as a human i can't say nothing i can't say anything more to that 
Oh my god! I thought that was very Melvillian. I, I thought it was wonderful. I was I was letting your I was letting you have your moment. Melville is that who wrote? I was letting you Herman live. Melville. In, I was letting you live in that moment, man. That's right. There was a that was a fucking pregnant pause. It was good. Very dramatic. That's it for Jaws: The Revenge. Excellent choice by our uh, Twitter amigo at Slinky Giallo. Uh, we have two more, I believe, that we're gonna try to get to. Uh, Star Wars coming, the La- the Rise of Skywalker. We're all very excited to see how this uh, behemoth lands. Also, we got some Christmas uh, themed movies that we picked out as well. So hopefully, plenty more to come before we wrap out this awesome year of the film Alchemist. Again, share this on your socials. Tag your friends who love movies. Uh, if you're on I- Apple Podcast app, please leave us that rating and a quick review. It helps us out a fucking ton. You can find us on YouTube and see our beautiful faces to match our surly voices. Uh, That is The Nerd Alchemist, plural, with an S at the end. Uh, And as always, guys, just thanks for listening, man. We appreciate it. And if there's any shark movie that you dare fucking put up to my my scrutinizing eye as to being better than Jaws, The Revenge, I want to hear them. At Film Alchemist 1 on Twitter. Get at us. 